Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. And welcome to episode 25 of Up Early Before Everyone Else with Monica Lynn. I am your gracious host, Monica Lynn. And as always, I am always up before everyone else. Good morning, my early risers. How are y'all feeling this morning? Oh, me, I'm all right. I've been up since 3.40. And I went to sleep, I think, at like, um, uh, I think I went to bed like about 12. So I only got a couple hours of sleep. And, I, and I've been telling you guys that as of lately, my sleep pattern is whack. Like my sleep pattern is like whenever I have projects to do, Whenever I'm like amped up, hype, excited about things like um, with the podcast and with my new novel coming out and I'm almost finished the physical proofing process, the corrections, the grammatical and the punctuation. I'm almost finished that and I'm just so excited. And then it's the holiday season, you know. And, you know, it's, I got a lot going on. So it's like, I'm already a happy, exciting person, you know, so I'm just like excited about everything. Um, and for those of you that know me, you're just tuning in and wondering who this girl is. My name is Monica Lynn. I am an author, blogger, rock vlogger. <laughs> and up until last month, no, the month before last, October, I decided that I wanted to do a podcast and I decided to call it up early because I'm always up early before everyone else. And this is my um, favorite time of the day. Like I get up at three in the morning and the house is still, nobody's up. And I live on a busy intersection. I live in Baltimore and I live in a really busy area. And this time of day is so surreal because you don't hear anything. Only thing you probably hear is like the refrigerator or the heat coming on or in the summertime, the air conditioner coming on. But it's like after a certain time, you hear everything. Like yesterday, I did a kickback show, like a freestyle show. And um, my kickback freestyle shows are just are sporadic. And um, my mother and her boyfriend were here. I went upstairs in my bedroom because I always broadcast them downstairs. And um, it's something about my bedroom that you can hear everything. Like, even like if it's a car coming down the street, even this time of day, you're still going to hear it. Because yesterday, I was upstairs in my bedroom and my mother was out back and you can hear her and Jeff. And then, like, they came in the house and I heard them in the background and... I don't mind, you know, it's not like you can actually like hear them, hear them, but you can like hear voices in the back. But, um, yeah, I, um, I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to do a podcast and so far so good. I love it. I love getting up at the butt crack of dawn <laughs> and talking to you guys, my early risers. I am so happy to be here. It's like all of my dreams are coming true. You know, it's small right now. But I have hopes and dreams that it gets bigger, that everything will come into fruition and it will be, everything will be bigger. But um, yesterday, 
I did a kickback show. And um, basically, do I have my notes from yesterday? Let me see. I really, I just talked about, um, it's all in your delivery. And if you guys don't know, like I said, if you're just tuning in, you're just figuring out, like, who is this girl? Who, what's going on? What's the tea with her? Um, my relationship, um, my blogs are like about relationships, everyday life. You know, I do, I touch a little bit on the news, pop culture, food, um, like, uh, movies. I try to watch movies and review them. Like I was supposed to review the social dilemma and jingle jangle, but I fell asleep on the social dilemma. And, um, I also watched, um, I tried to watch Kevin Hart, um, zero F's over the weekend and I'm going to review that too, but it's hard for me to review things when you're writing a novel, when you're writing a novel and you're doing a proofing because the proofing is, if you don't know what a proofing is, you guys, when you're writing a novel and the novel is about to come up for publication, you get the actual copy of the novel. And, um, you'll go back and you'll read, um, reread. Now I said I was going to read this through a reader's eyes. So I'm reading it through a reader's eyes and a writer and an editor. I'm not an editor. I'm not a professional editor. I have a professional editor. Yes, I do. I, I can't do that. I, I can't it. Um, so I'm reading my novel through a reader's eyes, a writer's eyes, and an editing eye. And those are three dangerous eyes. It's like the Holy Trinity. So it's like, I'm very hard on myself now because at first I was going through the editing process, you know, on on the computer, on the MacBook. Then once you get the actual physical copy and you go back and you see things that they were saying, like, oh yeah, that's what they were saying. Like for instance, I like to go flip. I like to go back and forth. Like my characters go back and it's just like an episode of the Golden Girls or an episode of Family Guy when they do the cutaways. And that's how my writing is. I go back and forth. It's like I'll tell a story in a story. So, um, and I have to fix it. And I fixed it as much as I could. But now reading some stuff, I left some stuff out. Like one instance is, for instance, that make it all make sense to you guys. Is like, okay, if I say the sentence is, I left a bottle of Pellegrino on the desk. If you don't know what Pellegrino is, Pellegrino is water. So I had to go back and add, I left a bottle of Pellegrino water on the desk. So it's stuff like that. It's stuff like, we woke up at 10 o'clock this morning or... We we woke up at ten. Wait a minute. We woke up at ten o'clock this morning, or or I could have put ten o'clock. We ten o'clock. We woke up. You know, I know it doesn't sound right, but that's the kind of concept that I'm saying. Like ten o'clock, comma we got up. Or ten o'clock a.m. was the time we got up, and then I could put like we woke up at ten o'clock. Stuff like that. So that's what actually the physical proofing corrections the grammatical and the punctuation that's what that's about so it's like when you're doing that which is not an easy task it's very you have to do everything 
you know, line by line, you have to like really pay attention because you're going to be on the chopping block. Like it's not like, and I, I tell people all the time, this is not like uh shampoo, cap, blow dry. Cause I'm a former cosmetologist. I don't do hair anymore. Um, because of the pandemic, there's no way in hell I'm going out there doing hair. You can forget that. So, um, it's, it's, it's not easy as you think it is. It's like, it's not like doing a shampoo, cut, and blow dry. Because when you're doing a shampoo, cut, and blow dry, you have to, you're only trying to please one person. I'm writing, I'm entertaining. <laughs> so you can imagine like, you're going to be critiqued no matter how good you think you are. Someone is not going to like your work and they're going to critique the hell out of you. But that's what it's here for. So this time go around, like I said, critique me as much as you can. I have really thick skin, you know, so I'm ready for whatever comes my way. And then it'll make me better because if you don't tell me, I won't know. So basically that's it. So basically what I'm trying to say is when I'm doing that with my book, I also, I'm also writing another novel. I'm writing a sequel to Love's Holiday. And then I also have to produce my show and I also have to rest. <laughs> I did go to the doctor's, yes, um, not yesterday, Friday. I'm going to get into that later. But it's hard for me to actually watch television. Like, I don't watch television on the weekends. I do not watch the news on the weekends. Like, Saturday and Sunday, the news does not exist to me. You know, if something flashed across my phone and I just happens to be sitting here doing my work, that's fine. But actually, I watched Wolf Blitzer last night. I watched Wolf Blitzer. Um, but I'm not like sitting in front of the television like my mom is. It's just like I'm sitting at my desk doing my work. And um, it's kind of hard. Like, And then when I go to sleep, I just fall asleep. So it's hard for me to do movie reviews and watch movies at the end of my day because my day is so surrounded by my stuff that I have to do but I did have a chance to come in yesterday and I did um because usually on Saturday and Sundays I don't work but this Saturday and Sunday I worked because I'm almost at the end of the physical proofing so once I'm almost towards the end of something I will always work on Saturday and Sunday. Now, next Saturday and Sunday, I plan on not doing anything. But if I'm not finished, which I seriously doubt because I am almost done. Let me see. Yeah, I'm almost done. I think I'm like, I'm halfway through. So I should, yeah, I should be done by the, by the end of the week. Because I have no plans this week to do anything like, um, I'm not on Wednesdays. I don't come on Wednesdays anymore. Um, I'm only on Monday and Tuesday, Thursday and Friday during December. And um, next week, I won't be on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, but I'll be on probably Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. It depends. But um, I came in yesterday, and I did. There's definitely P. In a dating pool after 40, part four. Ladies and gentlemen, my early risers. I do not want to do part five. I do not want to do a part five. And I have a feeling I'm going to do a part five. 
And like I said before, during my introduction, I'm very transparent about my relationships. I'm very transparent about my life. So it's like, you'll come on. But the thing is, I tell people what I want them to know. You know, I was sitting up here and I had relationship Fridays, relationship woes on Fridays. And I realized that every time I would tell a story, it would trigger me and it would drain me. And I get like that sometimes, like stuff just like sucks the life out of me and I don't want to talk about it anymore. And um, I decided that on Fridays, it's going to be the love experience and we're going to do positive relationship love stories. But I keep getting like all of these weird inboxes, you know what I mean? Like these guys, I don't know where they come from. You know, and then like I was, I've been explaining to you all, those who've been listening and those who are just joining, thanks for joining. Um, I appreciate you from the bottom to the top of my heart that, you know, I had an influx of friend requests around Thanksgiving time. And I remember um, Ty, she is the CEO of my publishing company that I belong to, Purposely, Cre- Purposely Creative publishing and during like the marketing part of it I'm only going to tell a little bit but eventually I will tell I I did have a show about p- publishing the novel I, it's not that I forgot which one it is I'm going to have to go back and look and let you guys know I, I think it was like last week or the week before last it was on a Monday it was a Monday show but um we'll talk about marketing and I talk about marketing every every once in a while and the key to having a successful business is your clientele. So I was told, you know, I should um, add people to my Facebook page. And I'm like, okay, good. So I said, once the, once the book comes out or closer to the time the book comes out, you know, and God listened, I... I said I'll start adding people, but you know it was an influx, and it was like so many people. It was like thirty free requests in like one day, and then it was just like one time I clicked on, and the whole my notification box was filled with friend requests. I did not feel like sitting there going through everybody because some people could be spam and some people could be burner pages, but I don't consider myself that important where I need somebody to have a burner page because my page is open, so it's like I'm very transparent. You know, so you can see what I'm writing about, you know, and if you, if I ever dated your ex, my ex, if I, if I'm dating your boyfriend, he's my ex, proceed with caution. That's all I'm saying. Proceed with caution, girl. But, um, this is not a knock. It's not a shade. It's not a read, but you just got to proceed with caution because I'm very open, very transparent. And I do name drop sometimes. Sometimes I don't name drop, but I'm like, you know what? This is my show. I'm going to start name dropping. But anyway, so I got an influx of men, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to add them because maybe they have wives and girlfriends and sisters and maybe they read themselves or they know somebody who, and so I just added them. I added everybody, not everybody, but I added people. And all of a sudden I started getting like these like, Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning, beautiful. How you doing? 
You know, I got all of these annoying ass messages. All of these annoying ass messages because I don't know. I I, I don't know. (laughs) And they just watch the kickback from Sunday, December 6th. And it's just called it's all in your delivery. That's all it is. If if you come into my inbox, you have like a kick ass delivery. I'll I'll give you the time of day. But if you come into my inbox with the H R U doing that W I D the R the the abbreviations, I hate it. I am forty two years old. I am a writer, and I'm very judgmental when it comes to vocabulary. <laughs> I am very judgmental. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yo, we are 17 minutes in. And I haven't even gotten to the news yet. Just want to tell you guys what happened yesterday. And, yeah, it's it's all in your delivery, guys. Like, I keep saying it. I keep saying this. And I even write it on my Facebook page for them to read. And a lot of them stop inboxing me. Because I, I don't take it further than how you doing. HRU doing... And the one guy yesterday that made me want to do another, there's definitely pee in the dating pool part four. It made me like get on there and like, I'm sick of it. It's just like, I just want to get rid of messenger, but I have family and friends that are in Baltimore. So I need my messenger. I need to message my family and my friends that's not in Baltimore. I need to talk to my friends, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like if I could just block them, and I have blocked a lot of them. I have. I blocked them on Messenger, but they're still my friends because a lot of them have girlfriends and wives. Yes, I'm going to talk about that one day. We're going to chat about that. We're going to chat about the girlfriends and the wives on the Facebook Post. Like I had one guy that was in my inbox on my Thanksgiving time and he was telling me all this stuff and then he had a girlfriend. Next thing I know, I look on his page, I, I, not look on his page, I'm scrolling through Facebook and I got a big old I love you baby post up, oh, you got to go. And then one I told last week, he was married, swore me up and down he wasn't married. So he got her picture on his Facebook profile. I go on her page. And it's early as September the 4th. She has his picture on her profile. It's the same picture. They married it, it the same names. I'm just like, oh, we not married no more. And then he go, we is not married no more. Well, um, somebody need to tell me something. But you know what? I don't have time for games and bullshit. So I just said bye. And it doesn't hurt me. Like, I have been hurt so much. I have been hurt. There is no pain like the pain I experienced last year when I broke up with it. When I walked away from him, that was the worst pain of my life. So now when men say sly shit to me, excuse my language, when they say sly stuff to me on the internet, internet, it doesn't bother me. When they don't text me back, it doesn't bother me. Because there's no pain that I that was no greater than that pain that I experienced last year. And people may say that I'm bitter or but I just being careful, being cautious. Like you know, I'd rather be alone and by myself since then subject myself to that stupidity. 
You know what I mean? Like these guys are like being really stupid. I I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Let's get into this interview, y'all. What time is it? It is 6.48 a.m. on the East Coast, and we are 20 minutes in. We're doing good, y'all. Let's get into some news. You know what? This is what I'm going to do first. I usually do my news and gossip, and but I'm going to start right here. So, I watched a social dilemma. I watched that. I want to do a review. I'm still going to watch Jingle Jangle. I have no idea when I'm going to watch Jingle Jangle, but... Everybody keeps saying it's really good, and I really got to find the time to watch it. I think I'm going to watch it Wednesday because I'm not work. I don't see. I don't know what it's going on with Love's Holiday. Excuse my language. I don't know what's going on with Love's Holiday as of yet. So that's why I'm not. I'm not trying to do like okay. I'm going to watch Jingle Jangle on Wednesday. I could watch it today because. I don't know. Love's Holiday takes up a lot of my time, y'all. Like, Love's Holiday is my baby. It is my life. I love it. I'm very proud of myself. But I'm going to try. By the time I go to bed at night and lay my head on that pillow, I'm going to sleep. Like, I fell asleep on social media. The social dilemma. And it's about social media. And it's very interesting. But I can't keep my eyes open because I'm tired. You know, I'm tired. (laughs) After working on day on your stuff, like I stayed up all night, Saturday night into Sunday morning on the internet again, catching up with YouTube gossip and tea and drama that, like I said, I don't think my listeners, I don't think my early risers, I don't think you will be interested in that stuff because I'll listen to it and then I'll just forget all about it. You know what I mean? And it was something that I, it's a couple YouTubers and, um, you know, they always got some kind of drama going on and mess going on. But that's their thing. That's what they do. I don't do that here. I don't do the drama, the gossiping. And I don't, you know, because it's just me. I don't interact with nobody. It's just me. It's just me and my early risers. So it's like, I don't have that all going on. And then on top of that, when you do gossip shows and stuff like that, you got to do your research. I don't have time for that because I have, I have up early. I have this and then I have Love's Holiday, and not to mention I have a life outside of this. So, you know, I have friends, you know, I have family that we hang out. And I'm trying to, like, clear my schedule this week so me and my one of my girlfriends, one of my good girlfriends, we can go hang out because I haven't seen her since the summertime. Since, I had, and since it was August and I had COVID, that was the last time I saw her. And she dropped my food off at the bottom of the lawn and ran off. So... Yeah, so I fell asleep. And last night when I was going to put on Jingle Jangle, but my eyes were so heavy and I wear glasses and I couldn't hardly see. And I'm just like, oh, I got to go to bed. But I watched Kevin Hart's Zero Fs. And I'm not, I, hadn't, I didn't watch it all, but from what I seen, what I watched, I liked it. And it got such a bad, it got, I mean, some people on social media said they like it and some people say they don't, but the majority of the people did not like Kevin Hart's latest Netflix comedy special. I liked it. I mean, so far so good. I didn't watch it all because I fell asleep because I was sleepy. It wasn't because it was boring or anything. It was because I was sleepy. 
I was tired because I was working on the project. I was working and I, and also you guys, I cook, I clean, I do other things. So it's like, it's kind of hard to like squeeze television in, but I will squeeze something in if I really want to watch Like I watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for like the third time <laughs> this week's holiday season. So I've really squeezed in, but as I was watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I was also, you know, you know, doing other things as far as like the book is concerned, because I actually stopped watching Rudolph to work on, you know, the show, but it wasn't bad. Like everybody was like, it was bad. Like somebody said they turned it off. Like after, um, excuse my language. They turned it off after like the first two minutes or something. But, I mean, it comes on. He's at his home. He's doing a comedy special from his home. You know, he has his family there. He has his wife. She hadn't had the baby yet. So it was um, his two sons, his daughter, his wife. And he went downstairs and he did the show. And he had he had very few people. It was very intimate. You know, they had, like, a fireplace going. Um, You know, he had, like, a little stage. Enough, you know, space for him. And, like, people lounging around. They all had masks on and everything. And they were socially distancing. And it was, I liked it. I mean, so far, so good. And, um, it, it, I mean, like, he's 40. 40, 41. I don't know how old Kevin Hart is. But it's just, like, once you get older, your, everything starts to change. So I'm guessing people want him to say the same. They're like, oh, he always talk about his kids and his wife. But just like he said, that's all he has. (laughs) What else is there to talk about, you know? And then he was talking about when he had COVID. He made a joke about that. You know, he said he had COVID at the same time as Tom Hanks. But I didn't know that. I thought he had COVID like, you know, when he announced it, that's when I thought he had it. But he said he had the same time as Tom Hanks. He said he had it when it wasn't trending. You know, it wasn't, you know, nobody knew what it was. And, like, I had COVID when nobody knew what. I had COVID in February, January. And I was in the hospital in February. so And we didn't know what it was. But basically, it's based, it, it to me, it seemed like it was like, because I really can't, I'm not going to lie, but I really I like him hard, but I really couldn't get into his like his old specials. He was funny, but this one I could relate to because I'm older, you know, like, and he has really funny comedy specials and different what I've been telling, but it's like, they're, they're funny, but this one, I laughed out loud funny. I don't care what nobody said. Everybody said, oh, he was, I saw a mature camera heart on stage last night when I watched it. That's how I, that's how I. Took it ass. And with they were talking about him calling his daughter a hoe. She you know she had whole tendencies because she liked the all these every time he looked up, she liked little boy different little guys. And I laughed. But, you know, people, you know, you're not supposed to call kids hoes. But, you know, I mean, hey, he said and he called his son dumb. He said, That's he's mine. So I'm like, okay, it's your kids, you know. Just as long as she knows that she's not that, but you know, I but I really thought that it was it was not bad like everybody said it was. I don't know what people were expecting, you know. I don't I don't know. I thought he was funny. I'm sorry. 
But I actually had a dream about Kevin Hart the other day. Like, I really did. Like, Thursday night, I had a dream about him. It was, he came over to the house, and we were supposed to hook up. And so, my mother left to go to a birthday party in the dream. And in this dream, like, I keep saying in this dream because this did not happen. This is my dream. So, in this dream, he came over to the house so we could hook up. So, he came in the house and he messed up the house. Like, it was a mess. And I kept looking out the window looking for my mother because my mother went to a birthday party with Zoe. Zoe from Wildin' Out. And um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and um, the internet social media influencer, he has like Messy Mondays and he has like awesome content on his page. He's I am Zoe. You got to go check him out on Instagram. And um, I don't know about Facebook, but I see Zoe on Instagram and YouTube. So you got to go check him out. Um, so my mother and Zoe went to a birthday party in this dream. And in the dream, I'm waiting for my mother. I'm like waiting. My mother's coming home. Like, oh, my God, my mother's going to come home. You know, but, you know, we finally got it together and we were about to hook up. And my mother comes in and my mother says, Monica, Kamala Harris is here. And I could hear Kamala Harris, her husband, and my mother talking. And my mother said, Monica, Kamala Harris has to use the bathroom. So in the dream, me and Kevin Hart look at each other. And I go and open the bedroom door and um, Kamala Harris is standing right there in my face. Like, hi, Monica. Nice to meet you. I just got to use the bathroom. And Kevin Hart sticks his head out the door. She said, oh, Kevin Hart is here. I didn't know you would be here at Shashi House of Monica. And I slammed the door. And I, for a second, I'm like, how in the hell are you going to tell people that you met Kamala Harris? This is your first time meeting Kamala Harris. Like, how in the hell are you going to tell people that? Like, you met Kamala Harris at Monica's house. That was the funniest damn dream I've ever had in my life, besides the one when everybody was eating chicken wings and wouldn't give me any. My family laughed. My mother was like, well, you got to tell them that dream. I said, okay, I'm going to go on my podcast. I'm going to tell the dream. And I have to keep reiterating, it was a dream. I do not know Kamala Hart. I do not know Kamala Harris. I do not know Doug. I know that they were in my dream, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I usually don't remember dreams like that, but it was just so vivid. You know, like, and I was just like, my mother's going to come home and see Kevin Hart in the house. And I'm like, wait a minute, my mother's not going to get Kevin Hart in the house. But it was like, basically saying, Kevin Hart, you're cheating on your wife. How the hell are you going to tell people? You're cheating on your wife and me. How the hell are you going to tell, tell people you met Kamala Harris? At, that would have been a scandal in the hat, you know? So, yeah, that was my dream. <laughs> that was my dream, y'all. And, um... Uh, I was like, wow, you know, and I don't even like him like that. I don't, but I have to think highly of him and my mother to be in a dream with the most powerful woman on the planet. Yeah, y'all, it was funny. All right, so what else? Um, Love's holiday news and reading. I don't have anything for you guys today for Love's holiday, um, but what all I just said earlier. Um, I'm not going to do a reading today. I'll do a reading next Monday because the show is really full today and I'm already at the 30-minute mark. So let's get into some news. Matter of fact, let's just take a pause for the cause right here and I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
backwards this morning like I did like um tummy views and first and I talked about my Kevin Hart and Kamala Harris dream and I did my love's holiday news um I'm not gonna do a reading today because the show is kind of full so what I'll do is what is tomorrow's show about okay I can do a reading tomorrow That way, I will pick out a nice, juicy part of the book. That way, it'll give me time to like... Because tomorrow is, um, you know, I got to do the news, the gossip. But I'm also doing Hot Topics Tuesday. It's usually Hot Topics Thursday. But what am I doing Thursday? Oh, yeah. The um, the COVID show. Um, not COVID um, sorry guys, um, wait a minute, it's, um, episode 27, and it's going to be about the stimulus bill, the COVID relief, the stimulus package, the COVID relief bill, unemployment stats, COVID news stats, so, excuse me, Thursday is going to be an interesting show, because I'm going to give my take on the, um, vaccinations and everything, um, so that should be interesting, so yeah, Thursday is, we're going to say like, because the government has to pass this legislation for the stimulus package and they have other things that they have to pa- pass before the stimulus to, to avoid a government shutdown. And I think that they said that they were going to stay, Congress is going to stay until they get something passed, but timing is of the essence because they were saying that um, if they were to put like a stimulus like the twelve hundred dollar um into the hands of the Americans, including myself, uh, which will be a big blessing right about now for I think for everyone. Um I mean the unemployment extension is excellent. They're giving you an extra three hundred dollars, which is a total blessing as well. But they were saying that um, I follow like some a lot of people on not well not a lot of people just two guys on um, social media and I also watch the news myself. But they were saying that if they were to pass the bill with the stimulus, we will have the stimulus before Christmas. That's if you do indirect deposit. And then they said um, they didn't give a date for a definite date for when they would start to mail a paper check because my mother gets a paper check because she got a paper check the last time, but I got direct deposit. So they once they pass it, it's going to take like no time for us to get the money. So hopefully we can all get the money before Christmas and everybody can have a very Merry Christmas and pay bills down and put food on their table, you know, because I thought about like with the kids being home, kids eat a lot. They do. And even if someone's getting like food stamp assistance, you know, if you got like four or five kids or if you got like a lot of adults in the house, you know, that food is going to, them food stamps are going to go, you know, food stamps don't, you know, food stamps go, you know, and I, I'm learning that with like, I don't have kids or anything, but I'm learning, like listening to people and listening to their plight. Like, 
you know, it's not enough. It's good, but it's not enough, you know. And then I go to this grocery store and I'll see my little grocery cart. And then I see the girls with the big old grocery baskets full of food, the grocery carts full of food. And me and my mother looking and my mom's like, that's not going to last them for a long time. So my heart goes out to them and that's why I want to do a show. And hopefully by Thursday, December the 10th, they'll pass something. But I will be back on Thursday, December the 10th to talk about it. But I will have a reading on Tuesday, tomorrow morning. So tomorrow morning might not be a good show. And it's going to be the countdown to Christmas um, and Christmas holiday giveaway story. Like I had, um, I gave, it was Christmas and Thanksgiving, but it's not about my friend, you know, that I gave the giveaway to. It was, it was other people mad at me for giving my friend, oh, I'll get into it tomorrow. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> oh gosh, you guys. Well, let's get into some news. I did everything like ass backwards today, but I, I love seeing in the five things that get you to start today. I love it. I did not get, um, Fox 45. I didn't get the, um, let me look in junk. I didn't get Wait a minute, what is going on? I didn't get. I, I usually read from um, Fox 45. Let me see. And let's see what's. Let me see if I can, it'll pop up on my phone. Because it usually comes up on. Um, what was that? Oh, I hate when that happens. Okay. I like watching the um, Korean movement community. And who just uploaded something? Oh, gosh. This is getting on my nerves. Fran and Boki and Hamzy all just uploaded something. Um. Oh, gosh. That Georgia Senate debate last night was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was Republican Kelly Loeffler and Democrat Reverend Raphael Warnock. I like him, but what the hell is going on? Georgia, what the hell is going on down there? Why y'all voted her in? It was just like she was like robotic. Like you remember on the Step for Wives, the newer version with Beth Mittler, Matthew Broderick, um, Christopher Walken and Nicole Kidman. And she reminded me of that. When they were Nicole Kidman at the end when she was pretending to be a robotic wife. That's what she reminded me of. Like, it was like no expression. She was dry. Like a piece of Popeye's chicken the next day in a biscuit. The next day. Like, like leaving a piece of chicken in the microwave too long. That's how dry she was. Like a breast in the microwave too long. Like a breast in the microwave for like five minutes. That's how dry she was. With a Popeye's biscuit. Two days later. That's how dry she was. I'm like, what the hell is going on in Georgia? Like, what the hell are y'all doing? <laughs> like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, my Fox 45, it's not on. It's in my junk. Okay, what's going on? Okay. 
Johnson Square is, oh gosh, I have to read this. I'm going to read this. Okay, this is what caught my eye um, on the Fox 45, but then I'm going to get to the five things. I'm only going to read one from our friends over at Fox 45, Baltimore. Um, this is local news. Um, it says, lawmakers say COVID-19 relief bill won't offer $1,200 checks. Okay. Um, with time running out, lawmakers on Sunday closing on a proposed COVID-19 relief bill that will provide roughly $300 in extra federal weekly unemployment benefits, but not another round of $1,200 in direct deposits to most Americans, leaving the issue for project projected President-elect Biden to wrestle with a new Congress next year. The $908 billion aid package to be, to be released Monday will be attached to a larger year-end spending bill needed to avert a government shutdown this coming weekend. The cash payments were popular when they were first distributed after the pandemic hit, and Biden on Friday had expressed hope that a second wave might come after weekend negotiations. But senators involved in the talk said the checks won't be included as part of the compromise, even as Bernie Sanders and others said that that would, could cause them to oppose the measure. Okay. So my thing is, and that's all I'm reading. It's not something that we all don't know. But my thing is, at this point, I feel that we should get what we can take. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nancy, if I wish you listen, baby girl, take what y'all can get. And that's where we're at right now. Because uh, unemployment about to run out the day after Christmas, which is going to suck for everybody. Because we'll get our last check that Tuesday before New Year. And, um, yeah, that's going to suck. But it's also going to provide the moratorium. Um, I heard that student loan forgiveness through January 31st. I think they should just do student loan forgiveness, period, for, like, people, low-income people. And those like under ten grand, like if you're paying down your student loan, you got it under ten grand. I really feel like they should forgive you. For, like, I, excuse my language. I really feel that they should forgive you for that. But right at this point, I feel that we should just take what we can get, because two point two trillion is not going to pass with Mitch McConnell. They already know that. They don't even know if this one is going to pass with Mitch McConnell because Mitch McConnell has this own bill out there for 500 billion no one man should have all that power ain't that what Kanye said no one man should have all that power our lives should not be in the hands of that man one person God are you listening one person I don't wish no bad luck, no ill on this man, but this man has got to go. Georgia, do y'all thing again. The country is depending on you because this man, if he gets back into his position, it is going to be pure hell for Joe Biden. He is, I have no faith in the uh, American government. I, I really don't. 
after this pandemic, they gave the American people $1,200 and said, like that guy said, Fred T. Joseph, I found out about him on the, um, we effing hate Donald Trump Facebook page, Instagram page. And he was right. Like the, I'm paraphrasing, like they gave us $1,200 almost a year ago. And that's basically like $100 a month. For us to live on and telling us good luck. When other countries are doing, I, you saw what I, if you watched my show last week, one day last week, I was talking about Canada, COVID. Um, but America, we only got $1,200. One time, and Mick said he's not paying for people to stay home. Bitch, it's not your money. Like you've been in, you've been doing this for how long? That's not your money. You are not paying nobody. I believe that when I got my paycheck, I don't think I saw Mitch McConnell's name at the, end of, at, the, at the end of my paycheck. I don't think he signed my paycheck. You did not sign our paychecks. I, I don't work for you. You work for us. And once they get there through their damn thick-ass skulls, you, we don't work for you. You work for us. That's our money. And y'all holding it hostage. You got a $500 billion, Bitch, nobody gives a damn what the hell you got, bitch. Just go sit your ass down somewhere. You need to go. Georgia, do your thing. I'm sorry if I sound so rude, so crude. But it, it's, 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 it's disgusting that one person, everybody, we don't even know if he's going to bring it to the floor. He said it. Nobody's going to vote on that $500 billion. In his bill. It is, I think, $300 until January 31st. And it's basically bailing out big businesses. Fuck the American people. That's basically what they're saying. Fuck the American people. That's what they're saying. That's basically what they're saying. Fuck the American people. And basically, that's all it's been since last, since early this year. Like, they passed the bill in May, and that, what else have you heard about that? The, the Heroes Act. They hear nothing else about that. It's sitting on Mitch's desk, along with other stuff. It's just sitting on his desk, collecting dust. Like his ass, dusty. I've never met a person that I dislike so much before. But I'm glad that all of this happened, so we could see. I've, I... So we can see who they really are. You know, like Kentucky voted, Kentucky voted his ass back in. I don't know what the fuck wrong with Kentucky and Georgia. I really, I, I really don't know what's going on in Georgia. Like I, I really wanted to take a trip to Georgia and see what, what's the tea down there. But anyway, five things. Here's what you need to know to get up to speed and on with your day from our friends over at CNN. Your normal body temperature may not be 98.6, and that's totally okay. Okay. So, of course, we're going to jump into coronavirus. The U.S. is nearing an average of 200,000 new COVID-19 cases every day. I signed that bad weather and pandemic behavior are worsening the situation. As of midnight this morning, millions of Californians are under new lockdown orders, and the Navajo Nation has implemented another three-week lockdown to relieve its tax health care system. 
this is exactly why people need the coat, the um, the, the stimulus package relief passed because people are home, and I I don't I don't know the details of the lockdown, but I don't know if it was like remember I think they had it, it was like 10 p.m. to like 5 a.m. So I don't know if it's like a stay-at-home order. Let's finish reading. Let's see what they say. Um, some European countries are discussing a different safety measure, immunity passports, which allow for travel if one has successfully recovered from COVID-19. Hungary has implemented them for months, and other countries like Iceland could soon follow suit. Meanwhile, in the United States, coronavirus stimulus talks continue through the weekend, but Congress is still hung up on a few things. Republicans want liability protection for businesses, and Democrats want funding for state and local governments. United States, we have a long way to go. Like me, I could probably go to Hungary. I could probably travel because I've had COVID. I've had COVID twice. So I don't know, would that be like me having immunity to go to COVID, you know? But it's disgusting. The whole the whole situation is disgusting. And this pandemic really opened my eyes to all this politics and politicians. And I've never been the type to be like, well, I dislike the American government. I dislike it. I really don't like them. I don't. Republican, Democrat, I don't like y'all. I don't. And I don't care if anybody... Can go back on here and listen to this broadcast. I don't like the how y'all acted towards the American people during this time was disgusting. I don't give a good goddamn about no language, no text, or any of that shit. I don't give a damn. People are dying. People are starving. Y'all don't give a fuck. That's why Trump ass is gone because we got sick of them. And remember, I don't know what's going on in Kentucky, but I don't, I, I don't know, y'all. Y'all got y'all to gotta watch out for yourselves because y'all don't keep them jealous because people watching. People sitting at home and watching because everybody's sitting down. Nobody can't do anything. You know, you better watch yourselves. You might lose your job, too. Y'all don't deserve those kind of positions if you're not concerned about the American people because you all should have just sat down like adults, rational thinking adults. And, like, this is what we're going to do. I don't care if you dislike somebody. I dislike playing my coworkers, and I had, to, I had to sit down and get along with them. What the fuck makes you so different? That, oh, I don't like this person. I'm not talking to this person. What? How old are you? Y'all don't have to be my grandparents. Get up off it. Grow the fuck up. That's what somebody needs to tell y'all asses. Grow the fuck up. Tone deaf asses. People dying. I've never cried so much before in my life, you guys. Excuse my language. I'm triggered again. Excuse my language. The House passed a bill that would decriminalize marijuana at the federal level. The Moore Act will remove marijuana from the Controlled Substance Act and eliminate criminal penalties for individuals who manufacture, distribute, or possess marijuana. This is good for all my friends. 
<laughs> this is good for all my friends, y'all. My friends are probably like, yay. <laughs> yes. The best shave of your life for only $9. While buying gifts for your loved ones, don't forget to treat yourself too. Athena Club Razor Kit has five sharp blades infused with hydrolonic acid for the smoothest and closest shave imaginable. Shop now with the code SOUTH for 20% off new orders if you guys are interested. All right, what else they got? And this is for my partners over. This is our partners, our friends over at CNN. Uh, oh, I heard of this. Wine delivered with 50% off from Wink. Yeah, I've heard about that. Okay, here's my favorite, the breakfast brows. People are loving Mariah Curry's Christmas special. All I want for Christmas is glitzy escapism. <laughs> okay, it's on Apple Plus. So if y'all have Apple Apple TV, yeah, I said Apple Plus. I got Apple and Disney to mix up. So yeah, it's on Apple TV, Mariah Curry's Christmas special. Um, Floyd Mayweather will box YouTuber Logan Paul in February. Okay. All right. Google Maps is rolling out new features. They include a new community-based review feature. So use wisely. So, yeah. So, yeah. This is nice. An Indian Village school teacher won a million-dollar global prize and gave half to the runners-up. Wonderful news for the teachers, the students, and the future of the world in general. A rare win-win-win. Okay. All right. Let's see. Whenever America faced a crisis, baseball and attended baseball games was a common bond that united the country. An excerpt from a lawsuit filed by all 30 Major League Baseball teams, the MLB Commissioner's Office, MLB's Digital and Streaming Services, MLB Network, and Ticket.com. All of the parties cite massive property damage and time and element losses, and they're alleged their insurers have failed to properly pay up. Wow. Okay, and finally, 23 little things. You can buy on Amazon that make a big difference. With a seemingly endless array of options, shopping on Amazon can sometimes be one big guessing game. That's why we pulled together a few of our staff, favorite useful things on Amazon, many of which are small but have provided big results. Bonus are all under $40 and start at $7. Go ahead. Right, um, Krampus, gather round. Wicked children or curious adults for the late for the tale of Krampus, European Christmas demon who was definitely not as holly jolly as old Saint Nick. Let's look. <laughs> Mary Krampus. That movie. That movie was something else. All right, let's see what's going on. Those jolly old Saint Nick. He's the bearer of good tidings and cheer. Well, in Austria, he's not alone. And we don't mean Rudolph. Oh, he's ugly. Krampus is coming to town. Oh, they're ugly. A sort of monster that travels with Saint Nick. They scare away bad spirits and look for naughty kids to punish, making Christmas a whole... I can't watch that. That that was scary. <laughs> and that's all we 
And that was from CNN. Five things to get us started on this Monday morning. It is 725, y'all. And we are 23 minutes in. That was scary. I, I like Krampus the movie. Like we like I said it before, we went to see Krampus when it first came out. Like the first night it came out. Like my aunt came and picked me up from work. And me, her, and my cousins, we went. I had to have the biggest box of popcorn with extra butter, a big old soda. And I never knew why they gave you popcorn in the movie. That's the loudest freaking food to eat in. <laughs> That is the loudest food to eat in the movie theater. But um, yeah, that was from our friends over at CNN. Let's see. Let's go. Um, do a little bit of gossip right now. Let's see. Let's go over to our friends at Ball Alert. Let's see what's going on there. I was on Ball Alert before. I'm actually on the website. Okay. Um, Donald Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, tests positive for COVID-19. Now, last night, I'm not going to read the article, but last night I was watching CNN with my mom and we were watching Wolf Blitzer and Wolf Blitzer had, you know, breaking news and, um, they were showing Rudy Giuliani in the Georgia, uh, where was he at? The, uh, house. Congress. Well, I mean the house, wherever they was doing the, um, the, uh, trial, he didn't have a mask on. He had like this old handkerchief in his hand and y'all saw him. I don't mean to be gross y'all, but y'all saw him, um, wipe his, blow his nose, then fold it, wipe his mouth, wipe his face. That was gross. And he looked like he had the same damn handkerchief or napkin or tissue in his hand, hugging people, talking to people, no six feet, and his ass is COVID. My thoughts and prayers are with with you at this time. I'm talking about COVID. I saw that online last night. I thought that was funny. I thought it was kind of insensitive. But, I mean, like, these people know better. He's 70-something years old. 75, 76. He knows better. I mean, I, you know better. Your son just had it, and now you were supposed to quarantine, and you didn't quarantine, and you're going all over to these states with these ridiculous claims, these ridiculous lawsuits. All of them got thrown out, and you're just going around. You're a super spreader, like Trump was. You know, and I should feel sorry for you. But I I really do. I really hope that you get better. But you know better. Um, Republican Florida attorney on investigation for registering to vote in Georgia and encouraging others to do so the same. Yeah, he lived in Florida. I'm not going to read the article. He lived in Florida. And he was standing there. Somebody was recording it. And he was urging people to sign up to vote in Florida. I mean, he's from Florida, so he was urging Floridians to go to Atlanta, Georgia, and vote, sign up to vote. You can't do that. Like, how fucking stupid can see? How fucking stupid can you be, y'all? Like, first of all, you gotta show proof of address. You got, I mean, like, it's gonna seem suspicious that a whole bunch of people coming from Florida 
an influx of Floridians coming to Georgia and you don't have proof of income, I mean, not income, you don't have proof of um, housing and all that stuff. Like you don't have proof of address or, come on y'all. This was interesting. A Florida Sheriff's Department uncovers multi-million dollar Walmart theft ring. Wow. So what happened was it was a $3.6 million loss back in 2014. So they just just getting these people at the... What? So it's 2020, right? 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. So for six years, these people been... Okay, what they do is they'll go in and they'll buy a TV. And then they'll go get a broken TV, put it in the box, say it's broken, and get the money. So instead of them just doing it one time, they finessed. They got to go back and do it again. So it was like a bunch of professional scammers going back with broken TVs. They couldn't do it once. They had to keep going back. I mean, you got away with it once. Why are you going to keep going back? So they kept going back, 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 back. And I guess they're going back for six years. Yeah. So this has been going on since 2014. So between, so they finally caught on. <laughs> they finally caught on, right? And between August of 2019 and March this year of 2020, investigators uncovered 300,000 in lost nationwide. In Florida, the suspects hit stores in 39 counties, totaling $174,500 in loss in this state. Yeah. So the TV, okay, so when you buy a TV, right, there's a serial number on the box. And also there's also a serial number on the TV. So they've been doing this for years. And they finally decided in 2019 that they were going to do an investigation. Okay, thank you for our friends over at Ball Alert. We appreciate it. I appreciate you. I think, yeah. That was interesting, wasn't it? They waited all that time. Um, there's nothing going on at Paul Alert. Wait a minute. This is from the other day. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because I, I remember seeing that. Okay, so here we go. Um, would you like to get all, would you like to show you notifications for the last names and updates? Okay. Okay. Let's, um, let me sign up for Because sometimes when I log in, okay, I thank you for subscribing. It's like, sometimes I see the same you know, I see the same stuff. Let's see what. Now I know I just saw a thank you for subscribing thing. All right, y'all. Let me um pause. I'll be right back.
let's see. This stuff is like old. What's this? I've seen this. Cynthia Bailey reported suing ex-husband Peter Thomas for $170,000 loan over foreclosed nightclub. I saw that. He was on something that I was watching, and he was saying that it was a gift. Boy, bye. Wendy Williams' mom passed away this weekend. I'm so sorry to hear that, Wendy. My heart... My thoughts and prayers go out to you and your family at this difficult time. Oh, God. Boosie said he's officially suing Mark Zuckerberg for $20 million over Instagram being shut down. Over his Instagram being shut down. So that's where he's been? Because I haven't seen Bootsy Badass on Instagram. I might have to give me some money so I can go on his OnlyFans or something. I, follow, I love him. He's such a badass. Kenya Moore recalls the time she went on a date with Kanye West. Ooh, I'm reading that. Why, Kenya? You know, nothing was wrong with Kanye. Kenya Moore was the latest guest on the Wendy Williams show, and while promoting the upcoming season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, Wendy dedicated a moment of her show to ask Kenya some extra spicy questions. While putting Kenya in the high seat, Kenya was asked if she ever been on a date by Asked on a date by a celebrity. Can you recall one time that she actually went out with Kanye West and said that was a disaster? <gasps> oh, no. Wait a minute, guys. Sorry. I'm going to have to check something. She continued, somehow we ended up going to his house, and there was, like, some very explicit things on TV. Ooh, we know what that was, girl. Yes. <laughs> I like Kanye more. I think Kanye more is so precious. He's so pretty. And she has a beautiful daughter. Beautiful daughter, gorgeous husband, gorgeous family. I wish nothing but the best for her. I have not watched Real Housewives of Atlanta because I used to work. And by the time I got home, it was so late. And I have not watched Housewives. But I'm going to catch up. I'm go- I-, I-, I can't. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch Funky Dineva. Um, Dineva does um, updates. So I'm going to watch Dineva. I just, I'll just get the... Because, I mean, it's really nothing and just, like, it's not like, okay, like, you know how, like, you can watch, like, Grey's, like, I couldn't just jump and watch Grey's Anatomy, you know what I mean? Because I would not know what the hell is going on. But, like, okay, like, I jump in and watch Bold and the Beautiful with my mother because it's not that, it's just, like, a game of double dutch. The Housewives of Atlanta is, like, a game of double dutch. You can catch on. You know, you haven't missed it. And you can just jump in. And it's not like it's like Grey's Anatomy. It's a reality show. So you can like pick up, you know. I mean, it's the same cast members and everything, you know. So anyway. um, Where did I go? Okay, she continued. Let's start over. She continued. Somehow we ended up going to his house. And there was like some very, very explicit things on TV. I was there for five minutes. He left me alone. Wandering around his house. Then when I followed the noises, he was watching something on TV. He probably shouldn't have been. So that was my exit. Wow. Kenya reassured there was no bad blood between the two of them and concluded, as much as I love him, it was the craziest thing. As many of you know, fast forward, Kanye is now married to Kim Kardashian and they share four beautiful children. And Kenya has a two-year-old daughter that she shares with her strange husband, Mark Daly. Wow. She's a very beautiful woman. You know, like, why wouldn't somebody, why wouldn't someone of his caliber wouldn't want to date her? She's very beautiful. She's very talented. She's very beautiful. 
So who cares? I mean, she looks better than his wife now. Don't at me. She does. She's a beautiful black woman. Jeez. I wonder what he was watching. I hate when they do that. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that, Kenya. All right. But that was interesting. That was something that I didn't know that I needed to know that I, that it made my made me smile. Um, what else? Brooklyn woman officially breaks the Guinness World Record for the largest afro. I think it's like four feet wide. It's a beautiful afro. Joe Biden will ask Americans for 100 days of mask wearing on his first day of presidency. He'd say he's not going to mandate it. He's not going to do a lockdown because some places don't require to have a lockdown or whatever. But he's just encouraging us to like wear the mask for like 100 days. I will. Okay, so I'm talking about that one on Thursday. I'm talking about that on Thursday. Okay, so Starbucks. Okay. Star, uh, I'm not reading that. <laughs> Starbucks offering unlimited free coffee to healthcare workers and first responders all November. So if you're like a first responder, a healthcare worker, a nurse, a doctor, fireman, policeman, you can go to Starbucks and get free coffee month long. That's a plus. So I want to read this first. I'm going to read this about Los Angeles. Stay at home order. Damn. On Wednesday, the residents of Los Angeles received a stricter stay at home order that mirrors the restrictions that Los Angeles County already has in place. So what's the difference between Los Angeles and Los Angeles County? Like Baltimore City, Baltimore County. Ah, I just answered my own question. Okay. Um, while officials are encouraging people to stay home, retail businesses are allowed to remain open after implementing the County of Los Angeles Department of Public Health Protocols for retail establishments opening for in-person shopping. So, all private, public and private gatherings with people from more than one household are forbidden by outdoor faith-based services and protests are allowed. So, you can go protest, you can go to church outside, right? Um, no public and private gatherings. They're not trying to tell you what to do. Just like with Thanksgiving, they were saying. Because we haven't even seen the spike from Thanksgiving. I think it's going to get so bad that I'm not even going to watch the news. I don't even think I'm going to report the news. Um, what they're trying to tell people to do is to um, try to stay home. That's what they're telling them. They're not telling you what to do. That's it. Just, they just want you to stay safe. You know, they want you guys to stay home. You know, they don't want you to get hurt. They don't want you to die. They want you to spend, they don't, this, like, okay, I've had 42 Christmases, 41 Christmases. This will be my 42nd. One Christmas without my family is fine. One New Year's Eve without my family is fine. Like, this New Year's, like, I've already said that I'm going to be home. I'm going to order so much Chinese food. I'm going to just cover the whole table with Chinese food. I'm going to eat, drink my wine, and then I'm going to bed. Watch the ball drop, eat my black eyed peas and my collard greens, and go to bed. And that's it. I'm going to let the lights burn from one year to the next. Then I'm going to go upstairs and go to bed. I That's my plan. If God has other plans for me, then so be it. 
But anyway, you guys, that was from over um, with our good friends at the Shave Room. Shave Room, Ball Alert, and CNN. Thank you this morning. I have Associated Press, but I really don't feel... I think it has the same thing as CNN. What is the weather going to be like today? Let me see something real quick. It is 741. We're eight minutes in on this side. Let's see. What is the weather going to be about today? Um... Bath and Body Works is having a sale on soap, $3.95. And um, if you guys, um, my Chicago peeps, um, Garrett Popcorn um, has a sale, over 25% savings on Friends 10 of Garrett Mix. They have really, really great popcorn. Um, weather, that's what I'm supposed to be looking at. And it's blank. <laughs> okay, it's going to be 34 degrees today. Um, and it's going to be sunny. It's cloudy right now, but it's going to be sunny. The sun's going to come out like around 2. And then tomorrow it's sunny. Yeah, 30% chance of rain on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Me and my mom are hanging out Tuesday. Okay. All right, you guys, we are nine, ten minutes in, and um, let's get into what we came here today. Um, as you all know, Friday, I had, um, just took my glasses off, Friday, I had a doctor's appointment. Um, if you guys are just tuning in with me, not like tuning in as far as like, because you have to listen to the whole podcast. You can't, like, just tune in any... Well, you actually can. You can fast forward or whatever. But um, I won't keep won't keep you guys that much longer. But um, I have had fertility issues, infertility issues for um, my whole adult life. Like, I have not... I have been pregnant four times. And I have not kept any of my babies. Like, I cannot get past the first trimester. One time, I almost did. One time, it was just my second pregnancy. And I was, I was, I was up there because, like, I had milk. And, um... I haven't been able to keep a baby. So, I decided... In my, um, my thirties, I was wondering like, well, what the hell is going on with me? Like, why can't I keep a baby? So I went to a specialist. I went to my doctor. My doctor subscribed, suggested that I go to see a specialist. And I went to see the specialist and, um, we, we did like tests and stuff. And, um, she noticed that I had, um, polyps on polyps and I had cysts, but the cysts come and go like a cyst, they said cysts come during your period. Like it's like a feather. It's like a little feather. It starts off as a feather. That's how she explained it to me. It starts off as a feather and it builds up until it becomes a cyst. 
and my sis weren't that big. And my sis, they come and go because I remember when I went to get my ultrasound, my any and my Audi, and I went back to the doctor and said, oh, your sis is gone. So you, your sis, because they dissolve, you know, but um, my I still had polyps because when I had intercourse, it hurt. And it, it had nothing to do with the male or who I was with. Like, and then you have to like switch positions in order to get comfortable because it feels like something is sharp beating up against something and it was just not right. So I had the polyps removed and then I had um, a DNC. And then my first specialist, the first doctor told my mother when after the um, aberration, after surgery that she said that Monica will be able to have children. So as time went on, I was not getting pregnant. I was not getting pregnant. And then, um, extremely long story short, I did not have a period in 2018. I did not have a period from December, January, February. I did not have a period. I went three months without having a period. And I thought I was pregnant. But I never went to the doctor. How stupid is that? So I should have known something was wrong. So once again, I had intercourse and it started to hurt. I went back to the doctor. I told the doctor, I got an innie and an alley done again. Monica, your pilots are back. Had to have surgery again. So this time when I had surgery done, oh, wait a minute, I skipped the part. My doctor, my first doctor, the first specialist, she did tests on me to determine what was going on. She did like tests I've never heard of before. Like the girl, the phlebotomist said at the doctor's office, she said, I never heard of this before. And she was like, what's this for? I said, well, I had surgery to see to increase my chances of pregnancy. I'm not getting pregnant. So my doctor wants to know what's going on. So excuse my language. And I told my mother, I said, you, it may not be me. It may be the men that I was with. I was only with two men. It may have been the men that I was with. You know, I was in a, I was, you know, I was in a relationship. We didn't use protection. Why is Monica getting pregnant? And my doctor was asking me, are you pregnant yet? No. What? <laughs> and my doctor, she said, well, it makes me think there's something wrong with me that I do my job right. And I'm like, girl, I don't know. I, I really don't know. And so I had a surgery again in 2019, August of 2019. And I had an IUD inserted. <sighs> so I was going to get the IUD taken out because I kept getting infections. And lo and behold, the guy that I was seeing, my boyfriend, whatever you want to call him, he was seeing somebody else. And he swore me up and down that he was not having sex with this person. So why was I keep getting infections? So I went to the doctors, got a pap done. Everything was fine. I kept my IUD in and I had a pap done in August of this year. And it came back abnormal. It said I had HPV. And I had to get a col colonoscopy. 
and a biopsy to see if I had cancer because um, I was such a high risk that they were concerned. No, so they did the biopsy and the colposcopy. That shit hurt. And I was afraid because I always thought that having HBB will decrease your chances of having a baby. So my doctor, we did, um, and everything is fine. Everything is like totally fine now. Like as far as like my biopsy, it came back benign. Everything was like negative, no cancer, no nothing. Because I had a very low percentage of cancer in the pile that I had last year. So I have to have a, a pap smears done every year, you know, to keep the, you know, I have to have them every year. But, um, yeah, it was, it, it, it has been an exhausting, is that 18, 19, 20, three going on four years. You know, I'm not with nobody now. I'm single, but it has been very hard for me because I just want to be normal like everybody else. Like my friend, she wanted to have a baby. She has a baby. She has two. I'm not that lucky. I'm not that lucky. It's going to take it's going to be a little bit harder for me to have children. And I'm 42 and I keep hearing, oh, it's too late. It's too late or time is running out. But my doctor said that time is running out, but don't count. We're not going to count you out. Not saying that it's impossible, but it's possible that you can have a baby. And um, Friday, when I went back to the doctor and I found out that everything was benign, I had another biopsy. I had a lesion on the wall of my vagina, and that had to be biopsied. So I had a vaginal biopsy, a lesion biopsy, and the endometrial biopsy. Okay. So, let's see. I'm going to look this up. I had I looked it up earlier today. But I'm going to Okay, here we go. Endometrial biopsy is a medical procedure that involves taking a tissue sample of the lining of the uterus. The t- tissue subsequently undergoes a histological evaluation which aids the physician in forming a diops- diagnos- diagnos- diagnosis. I can't pronounce it. Um, the tissue removal is exam is exam for cancer or any other cell abnormalities. It is done to diagnose bleeding problems. So, what they do is for this for the biopsy. If you don't, I if you're just tuning in, you just finding out about me. I like I said, I'm very transparent about my life, very transparent about my health. So what they do is, is that they put your feet up in stirrups and it's just like you're getting a pap smear and they take like this long tube and they stick it up there and they cut it and cut pieces up and it hurt. This time it didn't hurt as it hurt. If it, it, you know what it feels like? It feels like a cramp, like a really bad cramp. It's like. A really bad cramp, like a really bad, sharp cramp, and it's a lot of pressure. So I had 
three done. So was it two? I'm trying to think. Okay, I'm trying to think was the... So they took a piece of my uterus. So they took a piece of the lining of the uterus for the endometrial. And um it didn't take that long. It was just it was just so quick. Like the whole process, the whole thing of me being at the doctor's. I was in there for an hour because I got there at 2:30 and I was seen almost immediately. Cuz I'm always early for my doctor's appointment. So I was seen almost immediately. Oh, excuse my language. So they prep you. They come in they get your vitals and they, you pee in a cup. They check to see if you're pregnant, which I don't know why they gave me a pregnancy test. Um, but it's protocol. So they check your, um, vitals, your weight, and then you're, you know, you're prepped for, it's like a pap smear. Like you're getting a pap smear. And the whole process, it only took like not even 10 minutes. The most easiest part was the IUD get put in. So after she did the biopsies, I had to take a break for a little bit. And she said, I am such a strong young woman. And I believe her. <laughs> and I thought the IUD was going to hurt. It did not hurt. So what happens is after the biopsy, you have like this... Coffee like grind, ground, grounds, coffee grinds that come out, that releases out because it comes from the, um, the cleaning solution and like the, it's going to look like clotting and it's just disgusting. Um, so you will have to wear a sanitary, uh, uh, a liner, a panty liner. You have some mild cramping and spotting for a few days. Um, the best thing you can take is ibuprofen. But let me tell you something. I took 800 milligrams of ibuprofen yesterday. I can still feel them cramps. So it's not as bad as it was the first time. But like the first two days, it was kind of tender. Like when I wiped. The afterwards, I could not sit down. It was just like I had a pad on. I could not sit down. I was like, oh, my God. This is the worst. So, um, let's see. What's going on? Let's see. I hate it, y'all. Vaginal biopsy. Um, a colposcopy. Uh, the biopsy of the lower portion of the vagina or the vulva. Um, it says, people also ask, how painful is the biopsy of the cervix? A mild discomfort is not usually painful. You may feel some pressure or cramping. Yeah, you do, but it, it's not fun. It says, so your doctor, a biopsy of the lower portion of the vagina or vulva can cause pain. So your doctor may administer a local anesthetic to numb the area. I did not get anesthesia. I did not. If you're having a vaginal biopsy, your provider will use a speculum to open your vagina, like you do when you get a pap smear. Um, numbing medicine will be injected to the area that's going to be biopsy. One more piece of tissue will be removed and sent to lab for analysis. I didn't get no numbing, nothing. They didn't numb me. They didn't. Mm-mm, nope. And then I also had a legion. But my doctor suggests, I asked my doctor about having children because I want to have a baby. So my doctor suggested that I seek a fertility doctor. 
Um, and there is a place here in Merlin called Shady Grove Fertility. So I'm going to call them today. And she said it's best to get this taken care of sooner than later. Like get your blood work done to see where you're at. See what's going on in your body. They, they, they do testing that, advanced testing that my gynecologist can't do. So she said it may be hard for me to conceive, but um, it's best to do it sooner than later. So I don't know what I'm going to do as far as right now, but I'm not in a relationship and I have no prospects. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm definitely going to call. Um, I have to go back to the gynecologist. I have to go back January. Because they want to see, like, where the IUD is, like, placed, where it's, like, sitting. How's it going? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I am, I'm excited. I'm also tired. Like, most people will try to give up, but I am going through so, and when I was laying there, I was going through so much pain. When I was laying there Friday and I had my hands over my face and the doctor was like, why you have your hand laying Are you okay? And I was telling her that my girlfriends were telling me that it was so painful to have the IUD put in. But it was nothing in comparison to the damn biopsies. But I'm thinking in my head, this is all for my babies. This is all for you. For when you finally get here, like, do you know what I went through to have you? Yeah. So... I have to go back. Everything came back normal. But this one, I don't know yet. But I'll find out everything January 5th when I go back. Um, So I have to go back for my PAP in another year, next August. I'm just going to log my journey. I don't know how long this is going to take, but the pain I'm going through is going to be worth it. It's like... I may be off some months, maybe even years, but I'm determined that this will be done. It will be done. Because it, it just has to, you know, it just, it just has to. Like, I mean, it's like, I can't, I mean, like, I always say you miss something that you've never had. But I've been pregnant plenty of times and I didn't like it. I didn't. I know a lot of people that like being pregnant. I did not like it. When I was pregnant, I did not like throwing up. The sleeping part was okay because you had it was the best sleep I've ever had. Besides after waking up after surgery and you're under anesthesia. That's the best sleep. That was the best sleep I've ever had. And um the nausea, the tired. I was always tired. I was so tired. So nauseous. It was unbelievable. And I was just throwing up. I threw up on a nurse. I threw up on my nurse. I could not believe that. I I told her I had threw up. I told her she didn't move out the way. So what was I supposed to do? Hold it. I remember the second time I was pregnant and um, I went over to my friend Kiana's house. Her cousin married my cousin, which is super awesome. I love Kiana. I haven't seen Kiana in years. I need to be a good friend and like get in contact with her. But um, 
she's like one of those friends that, you know, you don't have to see forever. But when you see her, you pick up right where you left off. I have a lot of those kinds of friends. I really do. But um, I'll talk about that in another show. But um, I had went over Kiana's house. And Kiana had um, some granola stuff. And um, I ate some. I'm sorry, guys, but so she has some like granola stuff, and I ate it. It tastes good going down, but then I got so nauseous. It was like gut wrenching nausea. It was just like the worst nausea. And I remember in my apartment, I used my very first apartment. I used to cook dinner every Sunday, and. Okay, I'm just looking at my text messages. I have packages coming. They're not Christmas packages. They're my Christmas packages. They're not my, my family. Because the only person that's getting a gift is my mother. I don't have any money to give everybody a gift. Sorry, y'all. I'm going to get my niece those robo bucks. My brother's getting 10. My sister-in-law's getting 10. My aunt, I don't know what they're going to get. But they're going to get something very, very small. Very, very small. But, um, yeah, I just didn't like it. I didn't eat chicken. My first pregnancy, I hated chicken. The second pregnancy, I loved chicken. I like I ate Popeyes. As soon as Popeyes opened, Popeyes opened at ten thirty or eleven. I was there. Everybody was like, Well, what do you want for breakfast, Monica? And I'm like, I'm just killing a spider. <laughs> and they're like, What do you want for breakfast, Monica? I'm like, Popeyes. They're like, What? But I want to get pregnant, and I want to have my baby, and I want my baby to come, and I want her to be happy and healthy and have a loving, wonderful mommy and daddy. That's, that's my goal. That's one of my big goals in life. Like, I done published my book. I've done hair, and I'm going on to my book publishing, and the next thing I want to do is become a mommy. That's my next goal in life. And I'm starting now, so when she gets here, you know, you know, I won't, like, I don't, my, my, um, fear is that, or something that I don't want to happen is I did not want to wait until I actually got into a relationship to start this process. I feel like I actually should start this process now so that when I get into my serious relationship with whomever he is and we start discussing having children, I could be like, well, I can sit you down and let me tell you what this is all about. Because I do believe that when you're in a relationship with someone that you should be able to discuss health and your um, family health line. Like you're supposed to know this, these things. Because I just don't want to like, okay, me and we're in this serious relationship. He wants to have children and I'm not telling him anything about my health history. No, I want to tell him what's going on as soon as the subject of children or marriage comes up. Like, babe, you know, 
I keep it 100 with you. And I'm going to let you know that this is the tea. This is what's going on in my body. But I'm going to call them. I, I don't know if I'm going to have the gall to call today because it's really a touchy subject. It really is. It's really a touchy subject. Like, I cannot believe that I'm at the 30 already. I can't believe I'm at the 30 already. I, I, I really can't. Like, this morning has gone by so fast. Like, it is just so fast. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I just want to, I want to start, you know, start now. That way, when he comes, whomever he is, when he gets here, then he won't have to worry about anything. Hopefully, everything will turn out fine. But, you know, one thing that I'm, like, so, like, upset about they don't want me to take prenatal pills anymore. Something about the older I am and you're not the, my age, you're not supposed to take them unless you're pregnant because it could like slow it up or you have too much vitamins. And I was like, uh, okay, all right. But I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. Um, I will definitely call Shady Grove. And I will definitely have my infertility therapy part three. This is a show that uh, topic that I don't mind keep talking about my infertility issues. There's P in the dating pool at the 40 part four or five. I don't want to keep talking about that. <laughs> I don't want to keep talking about that. I want to talk about something different. But my infertility, I want to take you on this journey with me. I want you to go through everything that I'm going through, which is why I am here. Because I think that I could possibly help someone as well. Because there's a lot of women out there that are going through the same thing that I'm going through. And I just want to let women know that you are not alone. It hurts like hell, but you're not alone. And it's always good to have somebody in your corner and to some, know somebody that there's somebody out there who is going through the exact same thing you're going through. Like, you don't feel like a freak. You don't feel like, um, like you don't feel like a freak. But okay, I'm rambling now, y'all. All right, that is all I have for you today, my early risers. I want to thank you, my early risers, for turning, turning. <laughs> it's time to take a break. <laughs> I want to thank my early risers for tuning in. You have been up early with Monica Lynn. I am your gracious host, Monica Lynn. And as always, I am always up early before everyone else, you guys. I want you to all take care of yourself. <coughs> my mouth is I've been talking a whole, I've been talking a lot this morning. We've been on for almost two hours. Yeah, we have. But I'm your gracious host, Monica Lynn. And guess what? I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a safe afternoon, evening, and I will talk to y'all tomorrow morning.